Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. It's the sound you've waited months to hear. It's caused some of your greatest triumphs. NC State rides on the strength of the pack. And your biggest heartbreaks. And he missed it. NC State wins. What a game. It's the option at Georgia Tech. It's Howard's Rock. The smoke in Miami. And every Saturday, you tap that sign. The wait is over. College football is here. Folks, we're talking about the NC State Wolfpack. You are immersed in team week as we get you ready for the college football season, going through all of the local teams, giving you the rundown so that you are ready to go from opening kickoff. And so now we talk about the defense of the Wolfpack. And, folks, it is one of the best in college football and the ACC when you're talking about a unit last season that was second in total defense, second in scoring defense, second in rushing defense, first in pass efficiency defense. They were fourth in turnover margin, second and third down defense, second in opponents first down. So this was a really good unit. Where did they lack last season? They were 10th in sacks, 10th in red zone defense, and last in fumble recoveries. And they only had eight interceptions that was good for 12th in the ACC. They lost seven starters off of that defense, especially two of those big-time linebackers in Isaiah Moore and Drake Thomas. Those two guys were absolute dogs. They have four starters returning under defensive coordinator Tony Gibson. This guy was a nominee for the 2021 and 2022 Broyles Award given to the nation's top assistant coach, the Wolfpack were in the top 20 in the FBS in seven different team categories in 2022. And they held every opponent to 30 points or less for the first time since 1980. And the only Wolfpack was the, uh, and the Wolfpack was the only power five team to accomplish that feat in 2022. So you're talking about a unit that was outstanding last year, could have used a little bit more help from the offense but all in all, this was a stout, stout unit for Coach Gibson. Peyton Wilson returns to this defense. Aiden White returns for this defense this year as well. And they are two of the ACC's best. Walker, what do you see when you take a look at this Wolfpack defense? A flip in strengths. Usually it's the rushing defense that is so stout. That's what they've been the last couple of seasons. That, that's not to say that they won't be stout again this year. They're just going to have to do it in a different way because the defensive line lost some prospects that are either trying out for NFL rosters or just flat out got drafted to the point where you feel good about making an NFL roster. You can see what they did, only allowing 100.7 rushing yards per game last year and 327 total yards per game last year. That ranked in the top two in the ACC and top 20 in the country. So now when you're trying to have a couple of young Defensive linemen step up into their new role. Peyton Wilson is going to help a lot with those linebackers in the second level. Most certain. But you have second, you have some upcoming linebackers that are a little bit young that Tony Gibson is going to have to develop too. On the back end, though, 
You probably have the best cornerback tandem in the ACC this year, led by Aiden White, who was an All-ACC member last year. Felt like he got uh, robbed by not getting preseason All-ACC this season, even though he very well could finish with a second All-ACC award after the season is over and done with. So the passing game, while usually viewed as the weakest link, that's going to be pretty tough to throw in the secondary with a great cornerback tandem. And now you're just waiting for the defensive line prospects, some of the younger linebackers to step up. I think the defensive line is going to be the X factor this year here, Wes, because if Peyton Wilson is going to hold everything down in the middle portion of the field, somebody that could have gone to the NFL, but decided to come back. He's been a part of the six year program. Okay. Six years with NC state. I feel good about that guy leading a young group. To me, it's all about the defensive line. They'll welcome one senior defensive end with Savion Jackson. He's coming back from a knee injury, but Davin Van, four and a half sacks last year. Can he improve upon his total after what he did against North Carolina, where he had a pretty nice showing at the end of the regular season? Defensive line is my X factor, Wes. Is that fair for me to say? Uh, Yeah, definitely, because this is a unit, as I talked about earlier, that wasn't adept at getting to the quarterback. They were 10th in sacks, only getting about 2.2 per game. So they would make the game ugly with the defense, and they like to pressure you, especially when you go into some of those empty sets. They like to bring the house on you, but didn't get home on the quarterback quite enough. And so I think they'll want to improve that. Of course, the defensive line is going to be a vital part of making that happen and so you hear coming out of Raleigh uh, because I've, I've done you know research and watch things and seen things they're talking about how this defense is faster and that is better but I find that hard to believe when you lose seven guys especially two linebackers as good as Isaiah Moore and Drake Thomas Drake Thomas I would say was probably one of my favorite defensive players in the ACC last year and this guy was a tackle for loss machine he lived in people's backfield this guy was a big time player and so when you have a unit that was as sterling as they were in so many different categories, I just find it hard to believe that they're going to be that much better after losing so much. And so that's the thing that a lot of state fans have talked about. It's like, hey, can this defense just continue to be as good as they've been and then the offense finally catch up? But the thing that we broached yesterday was with Brendan Armstrong and the crew, if they do start to light up the scoreboard, and it looks like that Virginia offense from a couple of seasons ago with Armstrong and uh, offensive coordinator uh, Coach Anai, can this defense be able to maintain these numbers? Because with the pace that these teams play at now, and as quick as teams can score, that definitely takes a toll on your defense, no matter how good they are, when they up those reps. Those legs get a little bit tired. They can get pushed around uh, just a little bit more. So that's going to be an interesting thing to watch with only four starters returning, a lot of new and a lot of inexperience also going to be out there on that defense. But what I like is that you have key returners at all three levels, though. So, you're yes, you have quite a lot of people leaving this program because they're going to the NFL and it's their time to leave this program, right? But once you have some of these starters coming back and you divide them up into three different levels, that's what I feel good about. Right. You have great 
corners. The, the passing, I'm not worried at all about their passing defense. Even Harris, their strong safety, he had a couple of interceptions last year. Okay, so you have one safety that might need to step up, but three of the four you feel good about? Mm-hmm. Three of the four on the back end? Yeah, what am I supposed to be worried about, right? Like, I'm good with the secondary. Peyton Wilson leading these young linebackers. That's a, is that's the exact leader that you want in the middle portion of your defense. So that's why I continue to point to the defensive line. Here you are talking about the balance between the defense and the offense. NC State only lost four games in the past two seasons when the offense has scored at least 20 points or more. In 2023, the defense, again, it looks to be the strongest unit compared to the offense. We'll see exactly what Robert and I and Brandon Armstrong can do with that still being the main storyline. So... I believe in Tony Gibson. If this is someone that is viewed as the top assistant, one of the top assistants in the ACC in all of college football, and Tony Gibson has done a great job at developing defensive linemen and stopping the run, and now you have a really stout passing defense, especially with what you have in the secondary, yeah, this is exactly what I would want to be new if you're going to lose some guys because I believe that Gibson can develop some of these younger players that are stepping up and roll this year. I, I think their defense is still going to be top-notch. Yeah, and and the interesting part is, again, like you do with NFL schedules, you look at how many big-time quarterbacks are you going to go against. And early on, as I talked about, UConn is a program that's on the come-up, but you've got Sam Hartman on that schedule early in the season. But then you hit that stretch late where you are going to see Riley Leonard, We'll see how Cade Klubnick is looking then, but let's just assume that he's playing good football. So you got to go from Riley Leonard to Cade Klubnick to Tyler Van Dyke, who looks to be back, to Mitch Griffiths, who I think is going to be big time as well. Virginia Tech, we'll see what their quarterback position uh, holds for them. And then you finish the season with Drake May, uh, as always, with that North Carolina-North Carolina State rivalry. So this defense from October 14th going forward, and Marshall doesn't have a slouch at quarterback uh, either. So pretty much you're talking about just October 14th as far as ACC play goes until the end of the season. They're going to be facing a pretty adequate quarterback from then on out. So that's going to be uh, very interesting. And when you just look at the success that they have had under Coach Gibson since he's been there since 2020, they've ranked nationally at least in some type of category. And you're talking top 30 in a lot of different categories since he's been there. 2022 uh, was a banner year, but in 2021, this defense was really good as well. When you talk about third down conversion defense, they were top 10. First downs allowed, they were top 10. Uh, pass efficiency defense, they were top 10 in all of the country. And in 2020, they were top 20 in tackles for loss, and they were top 30 in interceptions. So Tony Gibson knows his way around the defense. I'm sure with all these new parts, he's excited, and he's ready to get these guys on the field so he can post yet another rock-solid defense in Raleigh. All right, let me ask you a question before we get out of here. Okay. Regarding those last six games that you discuss, Duke, mm-hmm. Clemson, Miami, Wake Forest, Virginia Tech, North Carolina, that That will be the last six games of the regular season. We talked about how it's a little bit of an easy schedule in the first six games. You Mm got to get off to a good start. I think five and one, I don't want to be dramatic here, but five and one, you probably expect to do that, right? In the first six games, you probably four and two is the very worst that you should finish in the first six games. Regardless, it gets tougher on the back half. My question to you is, okay, you're totally right about the QBs. Riley Leonard, Klubnick, Van Dyke, Mitch Griffiths, I completely agree with you about. I think Griffiths is going to be good this year. And of course, Drake may Virginia tech, the only one that you feel real comfortable with, but what about the run games? So if you have a good secondary, 
That's exactly what you want against these QBs in the last six games. Yeah. So Duke, very good run game, especially with Riley Leonard being a dual threat QB. Kate Klubnick's not. Van Dyke is more of a pocket yeah, guy. Yeah, but they got Shipley. Yeah, for, oh no, for sure. But yeah. so so what I'm saying is with Duke and Clemson, those are probably the running games that I'm okay. looking at first and foremost. But then when you start to look at some of these other schools, like maybe on the back end, you hold these quarterbacks in check more than they're used to because mm-hmm. you have a great cornerback tandem, and then you can sell a little more on stopping the run. And now that's the only part of the game they have is the passing, and you actually have two cornerbacks that can help you out. That's why, even with the tough schedule, no doubt about it, no doubt about it, the QBs, those are the types of QBs that can overcome a really strong secondary. But NC State's defense, to me, is built to where they can limit some of these better QBs than, better than other defenses can in this league. Yeah, they like to make the game ugly. That is the well, Especially Wilson way. in coverage, too, yeah. like being a quarterback of the defense. Yeah. I, I just think even with some of their weaknesses that they have, they're going to be able to overcome some of that stuff, even with a tough back-end schedule. Yeah, and, and Coach Gibson, man, he's the type of guy that if you watched him on the ACC Network's coverage and he went into the film room, and he can definitely cook up some blitzes. He had some stuff on there that even I was sitting there, I was like, whoa, that would be – Hard to deal with. So we'll see uh, how they do in 2023. But that was team week. That was the NC State defense.